Well, good afternoon. Shall we pray as we begin looking into this passage? Lord, will you be with us this afternoon as we unpack this passage and seek to understand you more? Amen. Well, I've climbed a few hills, particularly in the past uh, couple of years, particularly trying to get to know John more. He likes doing that a lot. Um, And in climbing lots of hills, I have realized something about myself. I've realized that there comes three stages of climbing a hill or a mountain. And, And the first is a readiness. The second is hard endurance and the third is joyful relief I don't know if any of you can empathize or relate to me in this situation when I set off the first leg of the journey is usually fine I'm ready my body is feeling fresh I've got my boots on clean socks and I can see the path before me and I'm excited for the adventure But then, after some time, we've done what feels like a sufficient exertion over a sufficient amount of hill, and I look up and see that we've barely even got halfway. There's still a long way to go. The next bit looks even steeper, even harder, even higher, and I enter the next stage, the hard endurance. The real climb begins. Deep breath, positive attitude, and I'm just hoping that the view at the top is really worth it. We persevere. Well, I moan and groan, but but we still keep going. (laughs) The reason why I tell you this story is because In chapter 9 here in Mark's gospel, we've come to a central point of his gospel. You see, up until now, Jesus' followers, his disciples, you could say they've had a fairly easy journey. They have seen Jesus do some amazing things, feed thousands of people with a few scraps of food, calm storms, heal the sick. And in doing so, the question has often been raised, who is Jesus? Their intrigue is there. They're ready. They're ready to follow him. But then here, in this passage, we find ourselves in um, what some scholars call a Markan sandwich, which basically means in Mark's gospel, he likes to make a point by sandwiching it between two quite similar stories So if you look a little bit further before, in chapter 8, at the end of chapter 8, Jesus predicts his death and talks about the way of the cross. Then we have the transfiguration, which Joe preached on last week. And this week, we have this difficulty that the disciples are finding themselves in to try and cast out this demon and this general kind of lack of faith from the observers. And then, if you look at the next bit, which John will come to next week, 
Jesus predicts his death again. So there's something in the middle from the transfiguration and this kind of lack of faith that Jesus is bringing to light and it's got something to do with the journey to the cross. Okay, so back to the passage. The three disciples who were with Jesus have just had this amazing experience, this revelation of answering that question, who is Jesus? And they've got to keep it to themselves. And they come down the hill to find their friends have had quite a different experience in the village. The other disciples have been trying to cast out this demon who does not seem to be responding to them. And the more they have not succeeded, the more doubt has filled their hearts and the crowd's expectations and even the father of the, the boy's belief. I wonder if you can put yourself in that situation. Can you imagine what it would feel like to be those disciples, filled with the Spirit but not quite able to do the task? Or the crowd's feeling of impatience. Come on, I thought you were saying you could do it. Or even the father's desperate feeling of wanting but doubting. The journey through the rough road has begun. It wasn't as easy as they had previously experienced when Jesus was with them. So what was different? They've in entered into the hard endurance, the second phase. Jesus gives this big sigh, oh, this faithful genera faithless generation. He sees the state everyone is in, saddened by the lack of faith before him. Even the father of the boy says to Jesus, if there is anything you can do, if, if Jesus is saying, what? Anything is possible for those who believe. Then the father reveals his beliefs, doubts, and hopes. A prayer which we may often find ourselves in when we're praying in those moments where we're unsure that the little faith that we have will, will really be enough to hold us through the hard times. Whether the little faith we have will be enough to see us up the ascent of the hill. Lord, I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Jesus then demonstrates his grace and mercy towards his followers. He does not leave them in a state of failure. He does not make a public spectacle of them. No. He responds to the need. He does help the Father in his unbelief. He does demonstrate once again to his disciples how it is done. He does cast out the demon. He does heal the boy and bring him back to health. The disciples are still on a journey. They still need Jesus. 
when you first recognize Jesus as Lord and choose to follow him, it may feel like you've begun the journey and you've put your walking boots on and, and you're ready for the adventure. And you might come across challenges or opportunities to share that faith that you've just freshly understood. And you might manage to overcome some of those challenges. But then as we choose to keep following Jesus, keep saying yes to him, keep walking in his way, we find that the journey is not always easy. It has rough paths, difficult terrain. It requires hard endurance. Jesus calls us on his path to be his hands and his feet, to follow his way. And this can be hard. And sometimes we face challenges that we can't solve or we face prayers that have not yet been answered. We face demons that may not want to come out. But the thing to remember is that Jesus doesn't leave us in the valley on our own. Jesus goes ahead of us on the journey, the way of the cross and resurrection so that he can be our guide through that hard terrain. He's already gone before us. So it's time to ascend the mountain for the hard endurance. And Jesus says in this passage to his disciples that this sort, referring to the demon, can only come out through prayer. And in some translations, it also says, and fasting. And it's like Jesus is reminding his disciples to keep in touch with God, to keep persevering in relationship with Jesus, because you will need him in the hard endurance. You will need him when the hard times come. When I begin the hard ascent up uh, a hill, I call it a hill because probably couldn't cope with a mountain, I need to com stay committed to the end goal. I need to trust in the path laid before me that it will get me to the top. And Jesus has done that. He has gone before, he's laid the path, and he's filled us with all that we need. And after the hard endurance is the joyful relief. The exciting outcome is that when we persevere and follow Jesus and recognize that actually it's only through Jesus that we can do what he calls us to do, then we get to the end of the journey. God's kingdom is fully come. His magnificent view is, is the restored, renewed, redeemed creation when all will be right again. So that's our journey. That's where we're headed. And the question for us is, will we persevere? Will we manage our way through the hard endurance 
when we're faced with doubt, with difficult problems? Will we be able to muster up the faith to pray, Lord, I believe, help me overcome my unbelief, to bring Jesus into the situation? So that's where we close today, that challenge. Will you persevere? Will you keep Jesus close in the good times and in the hard times? Because that's where we need him. Let's pray. Oh Jesus, we thank you that you have gone before us that you've laid out the path before us and that you invite us to come and go along the journey. And God, we thank you that through the hard endurance comes the joyful relief that one day you will do it to completion. Help us, Lord, in our unbelief. Amen.